Welcome to Achieve More, the High Performance Transformation Podcast, where I help people and teams overcome challenges and achieve peak potential using neuroscience and high-performance skills, tools, and approaches. My name is Michael Scheel, and I am a high-performance coach and transformation consultant. I have over 22 years of experience in coaching and consulting people, teams, and organizations to improve and achieve more with what they have. In each podcast, I try to focus on tactical, easy-to-use ways to help people and teams find their improvement. What I try to do is introduce a little bit of neuroscience or psychology or high-performance research, talk about the topic, and then try to give you something useful and tactical so that you can implement that idea right away today, right after the podcast. All right, today I want to share some thoughts I have uh, that I had while I was updating my high-performance coaching program, where I help people improve themselves and set in place the tools, approaches, and mindsets to reach a fulfilling life. I recently finished getting certified in the Applied Neuroscience of High Performance, and so I've been using what I learned in that course to, uh, to update my overall framework and the modules that I teach. Coming out of that, I thought it would be useful to share with you all I think seven really important approaches, ideas, factors, basically seven different ways that you can use to improve your performance. Now, you don't need to do all of these things to improve. You can choose one or two of them. Uh, that will do just fine, but I think you can indeed super stack them, and in all likelihood, that will improve your chances. The more of these factors you use, the more that you will improve. Now, a caveat, these are all powerful tools, approaches, or factors for improving, but it takes more than just trying one or two of these things one or two times. Really, I think I've said this before, really uh, improvement and, and getting more out of your life, achieving that fulfilling, engaging life, is it's more of a journey and less of a destination. And it takes your whole life to complete that journey. And I think that's fun. I love that. It's the joy in actually doing it and the joy of the journey, not the destination. And boy, can you find way more joy, satisfaction, and fulfillment if you use some of these ideas. And these are ideas that I have road tested or, or figured out uh, myself while coaching my clients. So number one, uh, to me, this is the most important one. Have a future state vision for what you want. Have that vision for what is a fulfilling, thriving, engaging life. Now, this may sound obvious, but it is hard to improve without a vision for what you want to achieve. Now, you can also just have a vision for if you want to improve in one area. I want to improve my running, so maybe I want to have a vision for what does that mean? That you have to be specific. If I want to become a better runner, does that mean I'm faster? Does that mean I run longer? Does that mean I do both? What is that vision for what you want? With most of my coaching clients, it's an overarching, what is a fulfilling, engaging life? And there's going to be different parts of that fulfilling, engaging life. It could be, for me, it could be including my running, it could be improving my CrossFit, improving my coaching, whatever that might be. I always tell my clients, take some time, even just, even just a few minutes, but usually it takes longer. Usually it takes a couple of kicks at the can and envision what you want your ideal life to be. I'm talking about a life that leaves you feeling engaged, thriving, fulfilled. You wake up with joy because you're living the life that you want. And you think about what are the components to that life? What, what, what is included in that? Where are you living? What are you doing? Are you married? Are you single? What is your profession? Are you retired? There's like you think about all those things, your professional life, your personal life, your relationships, your hobbies, think about all of that. Now, it doesn't take long to actually get to the point where you actually think this is what I really want out of life. OK, well, if you know that, that's your goal. That's the first thing that you go for. But you can also set your vision for for more minute things. Again, if I want to become better at CrossFit, what do I mean by that? Do I do more things? Do I do them better? Do I do them faster? 
So to me, this is common sense, but I've absolutely found it is not always common practice. And most of my clients actually don't know how to respond to this when I first ask them, and it's actually a little bit challenging at first, but I think it's absolutely critical. So start with that future state vision for what you want out of life. Okay, number two, create an action plan. So maybe you have your vision or maybe you have your idea or your goal. The next thing to do is to create an action plan and then take action. Again, this is, this is probably common sense, but most people don't do this. If you have a goal, but you don't take steps to it, if you just sort of put it off and think, well, I'll get to that when, I'll get to that, you know, when I'm, you know, when I have more time, when I have free time, when I finish this, you won't get to that then. So you create an action plan and you prioritize the actions that you need to take to be able to achieve your goals. You need to be able to take action. That is an absolutely uh, an ultimate uh, factor that you need to be able to improve. You can't just think about it and get to it eventually someday. The other thing that you need to do while taking that action plan is while you do the work, track your progress and adjust along the way. So regardless of whatever it is you're doing professionally, personally, think about what is your goal, what are some action steps to get there, and take, say, take some steps along the way and adjust. Now, I know this is all sort of high level. Any one of these topics that I'm talking about, you could probably dig down a heck of a lot deeper. I know you can, and I have in some of my podcasts. But again, I just wanted to give you guys some ideas. So that first idea was having a future state vision for your want. Number two was create an action plan and then take action. The third idea I wanted to share with you is to make it important to improve and achieve your why, to improve and achieve whatever it is that you're going for. So that big goal in your life, your big why, your big fulfilling life, make that important to you. There's something that, that, that they talk about in neuroscience, in neuroscience called value tagging. Your brain will value tag different ideas and concepts and different things that are coming into your brain as to whether it's important or not. The brain is structured to prioritize those things that are important to you. It's going to devote more resources and it's going to uh, be able to find things more quickly and more efficiently and effectively and you'll be able to think about it more if it is important to you. This is why if there's like an important meeting coming up, you're constantly thinking about it in the back of your head. It's going to be constantly on your mind because your brain value tags that as important so it's much more quickly and easily able to, to access your memories on that particular topic. So when you value tag that I want to improve this part of my life or I want to reach a fulfilling life and here's all the things I need to do to achieve that, you will be able to be more motivated, more engaged, and able to find joy and complete your actions more efficiently and effectively towards your goals if you value tag it as important. And it is as easy as thinking, this is important to me. I'm going to take some time to think about it. I'm going to take action on this. The more you think about it, the more you action it, the more likely your brain will value tag it as important. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, really. Number four, you want to align your goals and actions with your values and who you are. This is a subtle thing, but actually I think it's an important thing. There's lots of studies that underscore this. That, And I learned this from, from the neuroscience course, and there's lots of neuroscience research that talk about it, that people are more likely to achieve their goals and act act on them if they align those goals with their values. So if you value being in shape, if you value being healthy, you will be more likely to take the goal of getting in shape. I will be more likely to become a faster marathon runner if that is part of a value set of values that of, of my ideals and values and who I am. If your goals actually support the real you, the authentic you, you are more likely to achieve them. If you're setting goals that really aren't in line with what you value and who you want to be and what you want to be, 
it will be much it won't be as easy to achieve those goals and you might have some cognitive dissonance along the way and there are lots of studies that have supported that theory number five uh, this is easier said than done it's find courage I teach a variety of skill sets, a variety of mindsets and approaches and things like that in high-performance coaching. And one of the most uh, important modules I have found over the set of modules that I teach is finding courage. It's one of the most important skills a person can learn to achieve their big why, their fulfilling life, or even just a big goal. And that, that gets them to, to achieve their fulfilled life or a big why. Because you're going to have several goals. I always tell my clients, when you think about your big, your fulfilled life, your big why for why you want to have a, an awesome life, break it down into three or five different parts. Each of those three or five different parts, you're going to break those down a little bit too. So a lot of people need courage to find that, to, to prioritize those actions over what they're doing right now. Your brain is really set up for you to live cozily with what you have right now. It doesn't like pushing change beyond your, your existing boundaries. So you need to push yourself to do that. And you need, often, people will need courage to do that. Most people don't know that you can actually develop and build courage. Yes, studies have shown that we're born with a certain amount of courage, but studies have also shown repeatedly that you can build courage as a habit. It's a habit that once you know how to build it, you can do so repeatedly. And having courage makes getting through your challenges to achieve your goals so much more effective. Number six, uh, this is a really powerful one. Identify with who you want to be and align your belief system to that. It's going to be so much easier for you to improve and to achieve your goals if you identify with those goals. And this is something that I've something else I've learned from neuroscience is that you're more likely to become the person you want to be or achieve the life you want if you identify with that goal or outcome right now, even if you don't represent that goal or outcome. If you identify with that, you will be more likely to become that. It's a little bit like fake it till you make it. But really what it is, is changing your mindset of who you are and what you are as a person and aligning it with that goal that you have. If you want to be a high performance something, then you self-identify as that type of person. If I want to, for instance, self, if I want to identify as a person who is a runner and a crossfitter, which I do, then I start thinking, identify, well, I am a runner then. I go running. I like to go running. It's what I do. I am a crossfitter. I like to do crossfit. I will go sign up for classes and I will do this as much as I can because I identify myself as someone who is a runner and a crossfitter. By identifying with that and telling yourself that, that you are that and that you identify with the values and the ethics and the actions of a person who represents that, you set off a cascade of things in your brain. Your brain will value tag those things related to that identity. You will notice more readily the things that relate to that identity and you will incorporate into who you are the stronger characteristics of that identity. So I know that, for instance, since I identify as a CrossFitter, I know that many successful CrossFitters are people who have a good mindset. They have good focus. They, they have the ability to, to endure a challenge for a long period of time. I identify those values as important to me, and I started to imbue those upon myself as soon as I started to identify as a CrossFitter. Your identity, I mean, it's a complex thing. It's probably a separate podcast in and of itself, but your identity basically is a mixture of your mindset, beliefs, and your self-view. Your brain actually has three separate areas for your identity, one for how you view yourself, one for, your, for how you identify within a social or external setting, and one area that represents how, they, how those two areas impact each other. The more you self-identify with the characteristics you want, with the identity of who you want to be, the more your actions, mood, mindset, and values will reflect that. All right, the seventh and final thing that I just want to say today, 
uh, is pay attention to your home homeostasis. And what I mean by homeostasis is um, there's a basic level set that your body, your brain and your body need to be to be able to, to perform at a regular level, much less high performance. So there's a lot of neuroscience research out there that shows that you can't really achieve higher, uh, improve yourself in a certain area or achieve higher performance in a certain area if you don't have the basics set. And your body and your brain are actually very much set to, to being at homeostasis at a regular sort of level. So there's a whole bunch of autonomic systems or automatic systems, if you will, that your, that your sympathetic and your parasympathetic system uh, regulate within your body. Your breathing, your heart flowing, things like that, your digestion, things like that that you don't need to think about. You need those things all operating at a, at a level set for your brain to be uh, clear and focused and ready to be engaged and then you can perform at a higher level. And uh, what I've learned is there's five basic aspects that will help you to achieve that homeostasis. If you cannot achieve these five at a basic level, then it is more important to get to that homeostasis level than it is to try to achieve higher performance. So they are sleep, movement, exercise, nutrition, and mindset. So sleep, you need good amount of sleep. So somewhere between seven to nine hours of sleep, no less than six, but preferably seven to nine. And you need that consistently every day. Uh, movement, it's good to move regularly throughout the day and not just sit still. There's a whole bunch of benefits to that. Exercise, you need some high intensity exercise that helps out tremendously with brain function as well as uh, all of the other health benefits that we know about. Uh, you need adequate uh, and good nutrition. So less of the fast foods, less of those things, more of a balanced meal, lots of, of leafy greens, fruits and vegetables, uh, lots of whole, whole grains, things like that. Uh, and you need some mindfulness. So mindfulness exercise in your brain to keep the calmness in your brain going, to keep focus, to keep clarity, things like that. So if you work in those five areas, sleep, movement, exercise, nutrition, and mindfulness, you will get uh, you will you will be able to more likely achieve that 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 homeostasis where you'll have a clear focus with your brain in a calm fashion. Okay, so those are the seven seven different factors, seven different ideas that that you can use to improve. You don't have to do all of them. Some of them are more important than others. I think I've noted those along the way. And if you can super stack these, then I think you have an even better chance. So again, number one, have a future state vision for what you want. Number two, create an action plan and then take that action. Number three, make it important to, to improve and achieve your goals. Number four, align your goals and your actions with your values and who you are. Number five, find courage or build courage. Uh, number six, identify with who you want to be and align your belief system to that identity. And number seven, pay attention to your homeostasis. Okay, now how do you action this information? I, I think you can... Um, I think you can action these and um, assuming that you want to improve at something or better yet achieve an engaging thriving fulfilled life you can decide on which of these factors you want to try my suggestion would be start with one or two and then as you succeed at those you can super stack them and start to build on on each of them i actually try to do all of them at this point in time but again i study this and and i identify with someone who is a high performer who wants to achieve all of these things and as with many of my recommendations, I recommend sort of a three-step process here. Number one, be clear on what you are trying. So which of these factors are you trying, how you're going to try it, and why you're trying it. So if you want to build courage, for instance, be clear on 
why you want to build courage, what you're building courage for, and how you're going to build it. And I would encourage you as part of this, write it down. Be very specific. It's so much more helpful if you can write your ideas down to be able to track them. Number two, you try it for a short while. So you figure out what your activity is going to be, and you do that. And you try it for a short while. And by a short while, I mean a few months. You, treat, you keep going at it daily or weekly for, for a few months and see how it goes. Step number three, I want you to record it along the, go, along the way how it's going, whether you, whether you need to adjust it, etc. So again, if I was to use courage as an example for this, number one, I want to be clear. I want to build courage on uh, improving my running. So I've been afraid to try to do a long run, maybe, and I just don't know how to do it. So I want to figure out how do I find the courage to be able to improve that long run? What very specifically am I going to do to build courage to achieve that? Number two, I'm going to try it for a couple of months. I'm going to figure out some, some longer runs that I'm going to do to help improve my running. And I'm going to track how I'm doing, how I'm trying to build courage, what specifically am I going to do to build courage, how I'm applying it for that run, go ahead and run, and then I see what my results are. I'm going to record my results as step number three along the way. Then maybe it's not working, maybe I need to tweak it, and I'll record how I'm going to tweak it. And that could be as simple as writing it down in a, in a journal. You could type it into your, you could type up some notes, whatever, something like that. My suggestion is once you see success in one of the factors you're trying, you can always try another one. I would try it one until you see some sort of a success before you try another one. And as a default, if you're only going to do one at all, I would suggest number one, which is that figuring out your big why, figuring out what it would take for you to lead that engaging, fulfilling life. Because that in and of itself, just figuring that out is, is such a, a joyful experience because then you know what you want to get out of your life. Okay, everybody, that's everything I wanted to talk about today. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. My goal, as those of you who've listened to this before know, is to help as many people as possible learn how to improve, transform, and achieve higher performance for themselves, their teams, and their organizations. If you like what you heard, I invite you to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. To subscribe, you can go to our site at invictus.coach forward slash register. That's invictus.coach forward slash register. And you'll get regular updates from me on the things we're doing. So weekly, I'll give you an update on when the podcast comes out. But you'll also get a midweek inspiration. Sometimes I send out some tools and other ideas, etc. to subscribers. Right now, if you do sign up, you'll receive a free copy of my ebook, The Number One Thing You Can Do Today to Overcome Overwhelm. In that document, I give you a brief overview of the neuroscience of overwhelm. And I'll lay out the most important intervention that you can start to take right here, right now, to address your overwhelm. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and don't forget to reach out if you have any questions or comments. We'll talk to you next week.